Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Oh man, here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying coworker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort, slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. Morning to you. The Hawk Fanatic segment is brought to you by Patrick Eads and his great staff and service department at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln. They're on Mormon track. Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars. <clears throat> Excuse me again. Cheats E-Car and his crew at Supel Siding and Remodeling. Supel's Flowers, the home of 1-800-800-ROWS. The Midtown Family Restaurants. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, 101 South Dubuque Street. Downtown Iowa City. Kettleson RV in Hiawatha, Premier Automotive in North Liberty, the Oxyoke Inn in the Amanas, Players Sports Bar and Grill downtown, Streets Maintenance. Also brought to you by Dr. Lance Forbes, Diamond Dental in Cedar Rapids, and Bumps Restaurant. Here's Tom Souter along with Pat Hardy from hawkfanatic.com. Yes. Yes, we're here. Yes. I was just telling Suter everything I ate yesterday. Yeah? And it was prodigious. I a, just, you ever had those days where you just eat a lot of food? Uh, my answer was yes. yes. I do. No, I eat the same. I, yeah. I usually do. I'm pretty set. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I usually, you know, a bowl of soup, I eat a lighter lunch. But yesterday I had five tacos from Shakespeare's. Then right after I had those, I figured I'd be full. I wasn't. I remembered I had two pieces of grilled chicken from the night before. Little thighs. They weren't huge. Just mowed those things down. And then for dinner, I had a burger, steak fries, and six chicken wings from Sam's. (laughs) That's That's a lot of food. That's a fair amount. I did exercise. I mean, I walked six miles, so so I burned... I figured I burned about 450 calories and consumed in those two meals probably 2,500 to 3,000. So you burned off the probably the grilled chicken, one of the grilled chicken. Oh, easy. Probably both yeah. of those pieces. Yeah. And, or I burned off probably, maybe, what do you think, two or three of those tacos? What yeah. Are they, 150 to 200? Yeah, probably. Because a taco shell, some of those shells have like 100 calories just in the shell of yeah. themselves. Those are good tacos. Oh, they're good, yeah. yeah. And, they're, and they're, they're not tiny. They're not massive uh-uh. or anything, but they're just solid yeah. tacos. The uh, we went to the new uh, Jethro's yesterday. Oh, the one out. Yeah, they're barbecue sauces. I like Jethro's. I used to go to the one in Ankeny sometimes, driving back and forth. I, I think it's solid. 
Yeah, it was real. And there's yeah. sauce you can buy in the store. It's I've pretty, gotten it before. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. That's the one that just opened up on high on yeah, Highway World One. Yeah, World Chicago. You yeah, said World it. Chicago. Yeah, I'll check that out. So. Yeah. Because when I drove by there last week, I could tell it wasn't quite open yet. Or did it just recently open? Like did in the it day. Opened or? this last like weekend. The, okay. It's a soft opening. They didn't want to. As opposed to a hard opening. They, well, they yeah they didn't want to publicize it yet. Is that <laughs> what a hard opening is? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Where they hey, we're open. But it was yeah, it was pretty. Are they mad that we're decent. talking about it? No, I don't. I doubt they it. call in. Would you guys shut up? <laughs> don't tell people. Don't tell. We don't want people to know we're open. What'd you get? Uh, half a slab of ribs okay. uh, with uh, uh, coleslaw and potato salad. Okay. And it was good. Yeah. The ribs were good. They're a little. They're different than uh, pops. I like. That's what both. you want, though. You want variety. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like pops potato salad better. Uh, the coleslaw was was good. Um. But I, not that the potato salad wasn't good. It just mm-hmm. pops has more celery and stuff. Yeah, fries. Like I, I like. Yeah, fries. That's what I think I got when I was. Jan got potato. Uh, potato wedges. Uh, no, she got. Uh, not what's the tots. God damn. Um, not worth. You know, I am losing it. I've decided that I'm losing it. Yeah. Uh, is that supposed well, to be news? Told you sweet potato is, fries. That's is that supposed to be a newsflash? <laughs> I'm not a sweet potato fry. I'm nor am I, and yeah. I've never had them. Oh, I just yeah. remember my dad used to eat them all the time. They smelled terrible, and he would put brown sugar and whipped cream on them. I'd be like, "What the hell?" I don't like that. But no, he would put brown sugar in, and and dad likes them. So, oh, my dad loved them. Yeah. Just loved sweet potatoes. But no, you, that's good. I wish it was open on our yeah. side of town. We but. have a. F- Caller? Oh. Yes, it's Karn. Oh, how oh. do you know? It could be someone else. I bet it isn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, it's me. Anyway, I think uh, the the baseball team started out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I bet. watched. Yeah, they won thirteen to three. I, I got to see the grand slam. Maybe they'll have to save a few of those runs for for the next. Next game, who knows? It'd be nice if you could do that. Well, well, it's too late now since they've already played yeah, the know. game and scored 13 runs. But uh, I've seen several of that. What is it? They said they had nine grand slams this year, yep. and I've seen several of them. Yeah, it's been wild season for them. But Keaton still isn't playing. Yes. So how long do they plan to keep him out forever? We don't know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we don't. We know. don't know. And it looks to me like the Celtics woke up last night. I fell asleep before it was over. So, I Does yeah, Bob Cousy won. still play for them? Not anymore. They did win. It's 3-1 to one now. And then they're going home. So, I mean, it's, it's never happened Maybe before in the NBA. A team come down from 3-0. The we're both Lakers, talking at the same died. time. Lakers are done. out in four. Lakers are done. But, yeah, no, no team has come da- uh, back from 3-0 in the NBA Finals. And maybe. Maybe. First for well, It'll happen sometime. Red Sox did it in baseball. Remember that? Yeah. When they were down to the Yankees 3-0? It'll I happen. I predicted at the very beginning that it would be the Nuggets and the Celtics in the finals. But probably it'll be in the Nuggets in the, in the um, Heat. Probably. Yeah. We'll and see. the Heat is uh, was a, a number eight seed on the eastern side. Yep. Glenn Fry said um, the heat is on. Yeah. God, I on. hated that song. 
Yeah, yeah you sure. probably rode that thing like a mule, didn't you? You know, I don't like that song. I either. hate that song. I don't, I've never liked and it. And Smuggler Blues, uh, was that, didn't you? Yes. I, I never like got it. Either. It was Miami Vice stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was show wondering. Miami Vice. Miami Vice. With that softball NIT and Iowa wins it. Yes. How come there wasn't any coverage around here? You couldn't get it on any radio, and I don't know, was it streamed on TV? Yes, it was streamed on Triple Crown Sports. Yeah, yeah it was on YouTube. Yeah. On, yeah. If you go to YouTube and Triple Crown yeah. Sports, it was there. Yeah. Yeah, who knows how to get to YouTube? Well, a lot yeah. of people. Type in YouTube <laughs> and uh, yeah. your browser. It's pretty, even I can do it, Karn. I do it every day. <laughs> You mean I so I could have seen it? Yes. You could be watching us right now. We're on YouTube right now. Why would you want to do that though? Seriously. <laughs> I don't understand that. Why people I don't know, watch radio shows. Thousands do. Hey, wait, look, you just moved in his chair. Honest to God, I don't get it either. I'll be quite honest with you. But I mean, how many people watch Skip Bayless? Was it we looked it up, forty three million? Yeah. Well, we don't get that. But we <laughs> no. get a But no. oh, I think they have forty three million people that watch them on Twitter just sit there. But every month we have between. He's trying to one up Skip Bayless well, and Shannon Sharp, but he can't. No, I can't. No, I can't. No, I'm just saying every month people are watching us sit here. Uh, you well, know, it's not two just to us. Three that's, thousand. I mean, most of the, there's tons of shows like us yeah. that are you. Why? It's just people sitting. I don't. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm being serious. Is it exciting I don't know why. to watch you sit there? Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. I can get listening, like if you're in here, but yeah. I don't get watching. But I'm glad they do. You know? yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Well, I'll let you guys sit there and enjoy yourself. <laughs> thank Thanks, Carl. You. And I'll listen to you. <laughs> right. Remember how big it was when they started playing the sports writers on TV back in the 80s? And they were just sitting at a table, and we're like, wow, that's kind of where all this. Where there's all smoke. Where this all kind of they were smoking. Smoking and yeah, I mean that it was, was great. I used to watch that religiously, I, I but back then it was different because that's all it was was yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Now you've got tons of this stuff. But I mean, they'd sm- there'd be a cloud over okay, that complete. table. And then the how many people used to watch the Howard Stern show? At least that uh, I guess that was a me. TV show, but it was basically just people doing what we're doing. Yeah, just sitting there talking. Yeah, I don't get well. I don't. I don't get it. No, I wasn't trying to one up anybody. I just am amazed that like two to three thousand people every month are watching us. I don't find that as amazing as forty three million people watching Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. I really I, don't. Maybe I, I'm giving I'm us too you. much credit. I find that way more amazing than two thousand people watching us. <laughs> you know, I mean forty three million's a, okay. a much bigger number. But they're talking on a national scale and But we're, their show we're itself on TV I think gets less than I, I don't know if, I, I'm not sure what it gets on TV. But I don't think it's a ton. It's nothing like that. On the Fox channel they're on, it was on when I left this morning. They were blabbing about the NBA game the night before. I watched that for about one minute in Las Vegas a few years ago, and I said, why would anybody I, listen to this crap? Well, I don't know about listening's one, but like... like or watch it. I mean, watching's different. Listening, like if you're driving in a car and they convert it to a podcast, I get that. And... Um, but yeah, the watching part is just it's interesting. What's that? What, what was that song? Da, 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 somebody's watching you. Yeah, Rockwell. That was Barry Gordy. Rockwell. Rockwell. Wasn't that Barry Gordy's son or nephew? Yeah. I remember that song. Yeah. Rockwell. That was his name? Rockwell? Yeah, Rockwell. Was, he was a one-hit wonder, wasn't he? 
Yeah. And he had to have Michael Jackson on the cut. uh, That's right. Didn't he do the chorus with him? uh That's right. That's right. Yeah. Great song. Back to the Hawks. We haven't gone to the Hawks. Okay song. It was... I mean, there's a lot worse songs Oh, out there. without question, a lot worse songs. We hear them here daily. God, this is 80s, isn't it? Real 80s. I bet he made a lot of money on this song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is all coming back to me now. I can't... Why did I bring this up? <laughs> This is my fault. I can't blame you for this. I'm just an average man with an average life. It's got, got a little Dirk Commissar in it. Yeah, it does. It? it does. It does. It's the black Dirk Commissar. <laughs> no, this is worse than I thought. That's Michael Jackson. Yeah, right? yeah he makes it. Yeah, completely. Do you think Barry Gordy being his father had anything to do with Michael Jackson? Everything. <laughs> okay, I was, that was a that was a rhetorical wow. question. I wonder how much Michael got for that. I don't know. What year did that come out? God, wow, eighty-three. You think it was early eighties? Yeah. God, I can believe that it's been forty years since that. Oh, it was all came. over MTV. Oh, I know. I remember the video. Yeah. It came out like when Aha, Take on Me, during that little. That's what torts me off every time as people come, you know, you're an AM station, you should be playing oldies. It's 1983. Well, they're talking How? about 50s, right? Yeah, well, yeah. who in the hell is... I just, you don't hear that much well, the anymore. People that were teens in the 50s. I'd much rather listen to the top 40 you guys play than the 50 stuff. I mean, there's a few songs like, but even like Rock Around the Clock. I mean, do you really want to hear that much no, anymore? No, not at all. No. I don't either. No. No. I'd rather hear Mindy, whatever her name is, um, than that stuff. It's just... Mindy. <laughs> but the people that were teens listening to the 50s are in their 80s. Or dead. You, know, you can't program to that, that no. demographic. Because I'm guessing a lot of them, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, well, a, a lot, lot of them are, them are dead. Are 84. Oh, you were off by just a year. Yeah. God, my sophomore year in college. I do remember that thing rocking at the fraternity mixers and dances and stuff like that. and people trying to get their groove on with that trend, <laughs> trying to work their magic on the dance floor with that song in the background. Work their magic. There you go. College. Yeah. <laughs> yep. A lot of magic worked in college. Yeah. Isn't that what college was all about? Working your magic? Yes. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Well, a lot of it had drinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, some yeah. didn't just stop at drinking either. And some other yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On to the Hawks. To um, back to the Hawks. Big win yesterday. Yes. 13 to 3. Over the same team that Mercy ruled them. Remember, Michigan beat them 13-1 to and would go on to win the tournament last year. But now Michigan's got a different coach, the former Indiana, Tracy Smith. And Iowa's just a better team. And got to play Indiana. Now they play Indiana, which hung on to beat Illinois 4-3. to Indiana won the series against Iowa earlier this year. So spot ahead of them. I think Iowa's better. I think they're playing better right now, even without Keaton Anthony. And Jacob Henderson, who was a key part of the relief staff. The other two guys didn't play much, but... They were their catching depth. If anything gets, if Cade, if Cade Moss gets hurt, they're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, Rick yep. mentioned they got one other guy that they could put in there, but man, Cade Moss has been huge for them. Had some huge stops yesterday because I watched it closely too. And this was one benefit from watching on TV as opposed to being there in the press box. 
I could see, I mean, we were right by, Marcus just did not have his stuff. He just was mm-hmm. did not have control, fell behind multiple hitters. I did think he got squeezed a few times by an inconsistent and sometimes tight strike zone, but he just didn't have his stuff. He was crossing over his body, his slider, he was opening up way too soon. And, and um, it's just sometimes you have days like that, but he still only gave up one run in four innings, got to the fifth, didn't get out of the fifth, but they were still, it was one-to-one when he left the game. So he didn't allow any big innings, which is if you're not going to have your big stuff and go deep, at least don't allow a big inning, which he didn't. Don't don't hurt your team. Yeah, so he didn't hurt the team, and um, they've got a good relief staff now. Jack Whitlock, who we have coming on at 10, he came in after Marcus had walked the two hitters in the fifth. Jack came in, and he unfortunately walked the first batter he faced, which is unusual because he's usually a pretty good control pitcher. So he had the bases loaded, no outs, and then struck out the side. And to me, that gave them uh, just a spark. And I don't know if it was a coincidence that they would go on to score, what, six runs in the next Uh inning, a two-run single by Honer, and then a grand slam by Braden Frazier. Whitlock's... Whitlock could have easily unraveled. Next thing you know, Michigan's up 5-1. to one, six, And you had a very didn't. different game. And I thought that was the key to the game. Obviously, it was the fifth inning. I thought Whitlock getting them out of that jam was the key. And then, of course, you've got the hits and what have you. But um, without Whitlock doing what he did, those it, it would have been a completely different circumstance. So, so I look forward to talking to Jack. I've been doing a little research on him. He's from Georgia. Um, he, um, Georgia. He, he was at redshirted at Eastern Kentucky. And then spent the 22 season in junior college in Kansas where he had really good numbers. And, of course, Iowa recruited him from there. His high school senior, I read, it was eliminated from – it was wiped out because of COVID. So, no, it was a huge, huge, huge performance by him at a cr- critical time. And they got the six runs against the Big yeah. Ten Pitcher of the Year, Big Ten Pitcher he? of the Year. I, I just I, – I didn't think he looked that impressive. And, and I – you know, his numbers – I mean, I know Marcus only made second team. Breck, uh, ironically, Breck made first team, and Marcus is right now the ace pitcher. Yeah. It just shows you. I mean, Breck made first team. Marcus made second team. I, I, I think Marcus's biggest problem is he just didn't have quite the long-term numbers. Oh, the what's his name? O'Halloran. I mean, he was 8-5, and five, but his ERA was higher. Marcus had better stats than him in a lot of areas, and so did Brody for that matter. But um, I just didn't think that guy – I mean, he did keep the game closed for four innings, but I just thought his ball looked flat at times, and they made him pay. They did. I mean, that home run was a great hit by Frazier, but that ball, I mean, those balls were very hittable. Raider Tello's another one who um, I'd like to get him on the show Did sometime. he kind of come out he of He came nowhere? out of junior college from California. He's from California, and this is his first year, and he's been huge for them at third base, just huge. His bat, his glove, everything. He's another one, and that's one thing I want to talk to Jack about. There's just a lot of really good players on this team. At all three phases, defense, pitching, offense, they've just got a lot of really good players. And I think the way they've absorbed Keaton Anthony's loss, it's, uh, it's impressive. Amazing. I mean, you're taking off arguably your best hitter, and they haven't really lost a beat. I mean, they're 9-2 and two without him. And then the kid from Wolford, um, Wolford um, Brennan Derigi, he's been huge at first base. I mean, they had to replace Peyton Williams, and they had to replace who's, who, who was their third baseman last year i'm drawing a blank um i am too i'm drawing a blank but um i'll think about it but they had to replace these two guys and they did they did it great they've done it greatly with the guys they brought in oh rick's done an amazing job yeah yeah they've been to the tournament now eight years in a row yep and the one year they didn't make it was big um, Ten big 10 big 10 tournament yes the one year they didn't make it was covid 
and they've they haven't been to the NCAA since 2017. They've been close. I I I think they're in now. I mean, I I really do. I mean, of course you want to go on and win this tournament, but I they're 40 and 12. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. There was a lot of lean years with Iowa baseball. There was a lot sure. of years with Iowa baseball in April and May. I guarantee I wasn't. I mean, we at the Press Citizen, there were times we quit covering them. We yeah. didn't cover a lot of their games. We, back, I mean, they just had that stretch in the early twos and where they just didn't rarely finish above fifth, sixth, seventh place. In the, and it just, we, I mean, I remember not covering their games a lot. Now we cover almost everything they do at home, at least one or two of their series, and multiple media cover them. But, I mean, you remember when they weren't, well, those, sta- sure. those seats were three-fourths empty. For a lot of that stretch, I mean, Rick has really revitalized, re-energized, and rebuilt this program, and now it's a very solid foundation. No, it's good. Uh, didn't I'm mad that we didn't get to a game this year? We were planning on it and didn't well, get there. Didn't get her done. You spent half the damn season in Florida. How do you do that? <laughs> it's true. They come down to Florida. We probably would. Well, why don't you try? You should. They usually do go down. That's one. Well, that's true. There you go. You talk to Ann about this. Let's. We'll f- find out their twenty. Find out their twenty-four schedule. Or no, yeah, their twenty-four schedule. They usually spend either. Do you have relatives in Texas? Yeah. Okay. They usually usually either go to Texas, Cal- sometimes California or Florida. You should go down there when we have relatives in all three places. Okay. And, I mean, they're going to go one of those places next year. They always do. Yeah. They usually spend like three to four days down there playing. That would be that, that would be fun. That would be fun for you. Uh-huh. And that's the kind of setup where it would probably be easy to go up and introduce yourself to Coach. Have you ever met Coach Heller? No. Um, we, I mean, we've talked to him on here talked before him numerous times. times. But, yeah, no, that would, be, that would be something that you could combine Hawkeyes with all the that other stuff. Hawkeyes and alcohol. <laughs> and pa- Hawkeyes, alcohol, and palm trees. What do you think of that? Sounds like a that's winning vacation. combination. Yes. I'm supporting him. I'm not a tearing him down. A winning combination. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Maybe a little gambling? Maybe. No, ooh, well, that's probably not the thing to be talking about when we're talking about Iowa baseball. <laughs> but you're not a – NCAA can't tell you not to gamble. No, they can't. I'm old enough, and I haven't bet on a sporting event in 50 years. It's been a while for me. Yeah, I learned my lesson, and I learned it hard. Did you ever do fantasy sports? No. I did it once, and I just – I couldn't stay – I couldn't stay involved. I just no. Got it's it's too. I just don't intense. care. I don't, no, I don't. So I just gave deal. my team to somebody else, and they ended up winning. The only I, thing I, just, I do is I pick five pitchers on a pitcher's pool every year, and it's whoever comes up with the most wins out of those five pitchers, and that's all it is. You pick at the team once. See, now I could do that if somebody every year reached out to me, reminded me to do it, and gave me plenty of time to blow it off. That's not something I would just actively really be excited about doing. My brother Steve's leading right now, and I'm tied for fourth. So who organizes the league every year? Who reminds you to do it? Or is it it so- used to be my sister, Cynthia. Could, uh, it's the Bud Suter Memorial Pitcher's Pool. My sister did it for okay. decades. So it's this but it's somebody else. This now. goes beyond. This has a little meaning to it beyond just pitching. A little. I, mean, I, I get what you're saying. It's, so I won't criticize it's that. $10. You know, you what do you it, win if you win it? Um it's like three hundred and fifty bucks, four hundred bucks for putting in ten. Yeah, that ain't bad. No, there's a little incentive there. Of course, you gotta win it, but well, yeah. That's... Although it pays like the first four places. Okay, so so there's a decent amount of money involved. Yeah, yeah. I've just never. A lot of my friends and colleagues, they are fantasy sports. More power to them. 
I just could never get interested enough in it. I just can't no. stay focused. No. I don't want to spend that much time on it. A lot of people love it, though, and it's a huge business. I mean, there's people that have become millionaires because of fantasy sports. I mean, ESPN has a fantasy sports commentator now. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It is yeah. amazing. Well, they got a whole program. I mean, it's a huge yeah. network. It's like it is. an hour program. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge network. And then yet, that's why, I mean, the more we talk about we talk about stuff like that, and then yet we have to keep reminding ourselves that college athletes are prohibited from doing any type of sports gambling. Any. And... So they couldn't even do what I do with the five pitchers. No. Oh, no. not No, because there's money involved. Yeah. No. Which I... It's, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I've been going back... Got to draw and, that line, though. I mean, if you don't have that line completely drawn you know because uh, their their argument would be okay they do the fantasy league one year then next year they're betting on you know i, I see where they're coming yeah. from but it, it it is just it's a it's i see both sides to it i sometimes i tell myself it's kind of silly that they're being way too strict than other times if they I, don't bet on their own team and you know or college i can see college but to bet on you know like who wins the triple crown or something yeah just, I, I don't get a, i don't have a yeah, problem with that but yeah um, I, but I see what Tom says. I think they think it'll evolve into something we, else. And it inevitably well, does. And, you know, of, and pot will evolve into... Heroin, meth. Heroin. You know, know, mainlining on the streets of Brooklyn. Prostitution. You know, yeah. Yep. I mean, Murder. It's always... Man. It always... Yeah. He well, smoked, if we do this... He then, smoked a joint and then he became a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, they're, it's called the gateway drug, Captain. Yeah. Sure it is. Yeah. I still say uh, alcohol is more of a gateway than anything. Don't, yeah. In a lot of ways, uh, don't you alcohol think? Alcohol is a bigger problem than pot. Oh, oh way, without way bigger. question. Yeah. Way bigger. And it's not, I'm, we're not, the thing is, everyone's like, I'm not arguing about which is unhealthier and more. Alcohol is a bigger problem in what it causes outside of the health well, factor. You know, look, put that stuff aside. The family of this guy that rammed the fence yesterday at the uh -huh. White House, uh, uh, I guess the aunt came out and said, well, he drank too much. Well, this guy spent six months, according to him, what he told the police, he spent six months planning this in Missouri, that he was going to uh, get to the White House, kill the president, and take over the country. <laughs> He's like 19 years old. Good, good plan. And, yeah, six months planning and to run into... A cement barricade with with steel. With security guards all over. Yeah. Six months planning to run into a barricade. <laughs> yeah, I could see six months planning having somebody <laughs> drop you in a helicopter and you... And you I guess, yeah. But yeah, that one seemed pretty basic. Okay, you get in your car, you drive to D.C., yeah. you see the barrier and you try to crash it. Yeah, I mean, you try to crash into a steel-enforced cement barricade. So he's alive, right? They, oh, they yeah. Took him on. Okay. Yeah, they got him. <laughs> so he's are they going to get that him for attempted murder on the press? <laughs> yes, I think they are. I imagine since he's they saying that out. Threatening, yeah. I he mean, wanted to kill Biden. Yeah, he's they've got a, a half dozen. Charges. And then you got, you know, then you got oh Trump. No, this guy had nothing to do with Trump or anything. He was going to put himself in power. <laughs> so at nineteen. At nineteen. Well, he's too young to be president. You got to be thirty-five. Yeah, he's too young. Yeah. I understand. He also uh, called the Missouri radio station with the lunch menu. So, <laughs> <laughs> hello. 
Hello. Morning, guys. Um, question is, Iowa done anything to uh, address their um, problems in the offensive line for next year? Yeah. They, they did get two um, linemen from the portal, Rusty Feth from Miami, Ohio, and Dejon Parker from Saginaw State in Michigan. They've got them. Anything in the recruits? Well, they've got recruits coming in sure, but always, I but I don't. Th- I would not expect a true freshman. I mean, they're bringing these two guys in from – these are veteran players. I mean, Feth has played four years. They're bringing these guys into play. I mean, yeah. They wouldn't be and adding them. Big the, dudes. Yeah, they're big guys, and they wouldn't be adding them if they didn't think – and Parker's already on the depth chart. I mean, he was on the depth chart, and he's been injured. But they will both figure in. My guess is they may beat out two guys on, that were on starting last year. So we'll see. I Which mean, would be a good thing. But it's going to be good competition. Yeah, because, I mean, we've had offensive line problems for – Ever. I mean, not ever, but for a long time, even when they've had great offensive linemen, they've had pretty mediocre offensive lines. It's been it's been one of the weirder things about the Ferentz era. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, we haven't been able to run the ball, and that's usually an indication of how your line play works. So. Without question, yes, you're right. Okay, thank yep, you. Thanks. You so, yeah, um, Rusty Feth and Dejan Parker and – they're both, I mean, Parker's already on the depth chart. I think at the worst, at the least, they will be part of a rotation. Yes. They will play. They're not coming here. They're not leaving what they had and coming here, just like um, the linebacker, um, Nick Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was hard to put him on the depth chart this year because we don't know. I don't know exactly what position he's going to play, but he's going to play. I mean, my guess is Nick Jackson might lead him in tackles next year. I would, if would I, think. Uh, or if not him, maybe the other linebacker, if it's going to be Higginized or um, I don't know who else. I mean, obviously, Kyler Fisher's in the mix and what have you, but I believe Higgins and Nick Jackson will probably be their two mainstay linebackers. And if they go 4-3, um, there's a couple other options. But, yeah, Nick Jackson with another big get for them in the portal. Yeah. Well, and for people saying, you know, Kirk's, Portal averse, you know, he's got eight key recruits. Not this year, he's not. No, and, he's not. I mean, he c- couldn't afford to be. No, that's I'm, exactly right. Yeah, I mean, he had no choice this year but to go in the portal. I think I, he kind of acknowledged that. And yeah, they've added the two offensive linemen, Nick Jackson, um, uh, the receiver, um, yeah, Caleb Brown. There's four. F- Flipper Anderson's kid, Seth Anderson. That's five. I mean, there was five guys, and I think all five will figure in. They're all five going to be key. I think even Seth Anderson, even though he's only going to be a sophomore, he's not. He, he's not coming up here to to sit. He thinks he sure. he's coming up here because they basically assured him there's a lot chance for a lot of playing time. And I mean, well, and Cade and Eric all, of course. Yeah, there, yeah. There's there, we just named seven of them. Who's the eighth one? Um, I know that walk on from Ohio State. He's a walk on. Oh, uh, uh, Caleb Young? No, we mentioned Caleb Brown. We mentioned Caleb him. Brown, I mean. We mentioned him. But either, you know, whatever. They got seven, eight guys. They've got key pieces coming in at areas they needed to They needed to upgrade. And so, I'll, yeah, I'll give Kirk credit. And like I said, I, I wrote that I had an optimistic feeling after spring, and I'm working on a column now. That's going to probably stun some people who think I'm a hater. I No, I, I don't want to get carried away. I don't think they're going to be Ohio I think they're going to look a little different, on, more different on offense next year than Brian Ferentz is leading on. I think Brian Ferentz, 
But do I think they're changing their offense? No. I think they're just going to have a different mindset sometimes. I think McNamara is going to convince them to be more willing to go downfield, to be more aggressive. I just have that feeling. And I just don't think Brian Ferentz is willing to admit that right now. And, hey, there's nothing wrong with no. playing under the, no. keeping it under the vest right now. And I think Brian Ferentz just didn't want to be, deal with the media that day. And, and understandably so. Brian Ferentz is taking a beating. I've seen where – I think I've seen three different prognostications that having Iowa's over-under of wins at 7.5. I've seen that, and I haven't seen any. It seems low to me. A little, and I haven't seen any predictions that has Iowa ahead of Wisconsin. Wisconsin is no. pretty much clearly being picked as the, the, as the, leader. the yep. favorite in the West. I've seen them ranked in a few polls. I haven't seen Iowa ranked in anything. Now, the seven and a half, I mean, they would argue, okay, that means almost eight. They won eight games last year. They do win eight games a lot. Yeah. I mean, I could see, and I think we're looking at it a little bit through the Iowa lens. It's only natural. I mean, that's what we cover. That's what we live every day, what have you. I think. Plus, the schedule's favorable. Plus, the schedule's very favorable. Yeah. I, next year, I won't be as optimistic about them winning nine or 10 games as I am this coming year. The, in 24, no, I'll, all bets – I better not keep saying that. All bets are off. That figure of speech doesn't work. But I – well, we don't even – but we have to see the schedule. All I know is the schedule is going to be harder than it is. It's going to it, yes, it be is. hard to have a much easier schedule than this 2023 schedule. The only way it would be easier is if they were playing Iowa State in – And Wisconsin at home. At home. That was the only way. But they've had they've beaten Iowa State in Ames. And Iowa State beat them here last year. So – what gets me is Minnesota hasn't won in Kinnick since 1999. I know, that's incredible. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. And there's been a few years where Minnesota's been almost as uh-huh. – these last couple of years, Iowa, has, Iowa hasn't been clearly better than Minnesota. No, we They've were just lucky been better, to win last year. But they just found a way to win. And there's been other times when I don't think Iowa's been better than Minnesota, except for on that day they were a much better team. Yeah, yeah P.J. has not figured out Kirk Ferentz yet. No. When we – wasn't – we beat Minnesota like 55 to – Nothing. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and then they did that. I remember when they beat Iowa fifty-one to fourteen in Minneapolis. Were you at that game? I was. Was it fun? Not at all. <laughs> the beer was good. I do remember you going up to that game. Yeah, and I think we made fun of you for going up there and sitting through a forty-point loss. That was a bad game. It what sure year was, was that? Thirteen, fourteen? I think it was our the year we lost. Only won four games, wasn't it? Was it two thousand twelve? Was that the year? It might have been. I'm not positive. Yeah, I don't remember. I, they, I, I, it go. It turned. I into, can never remember. But that exactly. was that. That was was that maybe the last time Minnesota's beaten Iowa? Um, I don't know that we've won ten straight. No, but I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the series. But it's been a very one sided series since PJ Flex become the Minnesota yes. coach. I mean, Kirk's had his number, and um, but that's Minnesota under Fleck right now is a solid program. They're as solid yes, as they've been for years. I mean, he's got them kind of where Glenn Mason had them. Yeah, that's and, a good And maybe even a comparison. little better. They did win 11 games a couple years ago. I look at Minnesota now as being a team that I think they're going to every year win at least six to seven games with the way he th- he's got things going. He just needs to get a better quarterback play. That's a big if. I mean, you know, we're, I was lucky. I mean, McNamara could have gone to Minnesota. Yeah, you know, imagine the hype surrounding Minnesota with all their running backs and all. If McNamara had chosen to go there, and so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see who turns out to be better between McNamara and that Tanner Mordecai from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. 
I mean, McNamara's played on a much bigger stage, but Mordecai has better stats. He played at SMU, which is a really pass-happy offense. He threw a ton. Well, it's going to be interesting to see because Wisconsin's going to look a whole lot different. Yes, than, I think than they, they will. Have. And that's going to be, you know, because for the last 20 years, Wisconsin's had a look. No, I've watched Fickle's teams. But, they want to run the ball. Yeah. They just do it a little different way than Wisconsin does. It'll be interesting to see how – What's his name? Braylon Allen, how he fits into this new scheme. But no, Cincinnati definitely wants to run the ball. They definitely want to be balanced, so it will be interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I, sometimes I have to remind myself that Luke Fickle's the coach at Wisconsin. There's, you know, there's three, what do we have? Fickle, Rule, and um, Edward. Um, Troy, Purdue guy. Troy, what's his name? Now his name's escaping me, but the new, Troy Walters, the the new Purdue head coach. It'll be interesting to see how different Purdue is since he's a defensive coach. I mean, my guess is their offense isn't going to look anything like Jeff Brown's offense. No. But and we'll see. A defensive coach, he doesn't have the horses. Not right defense. now he doesn't. Uh-huh. I mean, He'll probably get them. I mean, but... what did they – how many games – well, they won the West last year. So well, they did. So they're probably sitting there saying, oh, yeah, I got Iowa guys saying we don't have, have the horses. <laughs> you know, we just won the West and we've beaten you guys routinely, although they didn't beat Iowa last year. Well, they did. Iowa, I think that was Iowa's best game last year. It was. I mean, and it was enjoyable. It, I mean, they just shut them down. Charlie Jones, they, they just – Iowa defense had them just figured out in every way possible. Breaking it down. Breaking it. Breaking it down. Should we take a break since we're going to have that? Take a break since we're going to have. He's calling in to the 1630 number at 10 o'clock is what I told him. Sounds good. We'll be back. 1-800-800-ROSE 1-800-800-ROSE Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country 1-800-800-ROSE It's so easy, just remember one number 1-800-800-ROSE Your FTD florist 1-800-800-ROSE Remember... For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. Ask for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Downtown Iowa City's best new restaurant and bar is Players Sports Bar and Grill. From Big Burger Mondays, Tex-Mex Tacos, and a variety of soups, salads, and vegetarian options as well. Players Sports Bar and Grill also features their famous Chicago Dog and the Iowa Dog, an all-beef bacon-wrapped hot dog smothered in corn relish, bacon, and ranch. Located at 219 Iowa Avenue, Players Sports Bar and Grill has both socially distanced dine-in and carry-out through Chomp Delivery. Daily deals and full menu options are on the website, playersic.com, or place an order at 319-800-2199. That's 319 319- 
800-2199. Players, Sports Bar and Grill, great food, craft cocktails, and the ultimate place to watch your favorite sporting event. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at souples.net or call 337-2246. Hey, Iowa. We want your trade-ins. It's that simple. Sedans, coupes, SUVs, vans, trucks. We want them all. At Dairy Ford in Iowa City. If you don't need it, don't want it, can't afford it, we'll pay top market value for your trade. If you've got a trade, you've got a deal. 0% financing available, plus huge discounts on over 60 new vehicles in stock. So bring us your trade-in. We want them all. Dairy Ford in Iowa City. Hurry in or shop online at dearyford.com. When you go to a family restaurant, you want three things. One, a wide selection of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items. Two, you want those selections to be affordable and delicious. And three, you want to be treated like family. You get all three at the Midtown Family Restaurant. Breakfast items available anytime the doors are open. Legendary tenderloins, onion rings, and hot roast beef sandwiches. And special ribeye and shrimp nights. Daily specials at each location. And no matter if you're coming in solo or with a group of 20, you get the same special family treatment. The Midtown Family Restaurants at Court and Scott Street and at the Walmart Plaza on Highway 1 West. Follow them on Facebook or at MidtownFamily.com. The family's waiting for you. Car won't go into gear? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair, in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventative maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't go into gear, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit diamonddentalpc.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Bump's Restaurant, located at Finkbine Golf Course off Melrose Avenue in Iowa City, is your pregame and postgame destination for all Iowa sporting events. Bump's Restaurant is a unique experience that features perfectly cooked, juicy half-pound certified Angus burgers, hickory-smoked barbecue meats, a variety of fresh salads, and creative appetizers. Food is more than just food. It's a celebration, like a Hawkeye victory. Present your University of Iowa sporting event ticket from that day's event and receive 5% off. Bump's Restaurant offers delivery through DoorDash, live music Fridays from 6 to 8 p.m., and 35 unique craft beers. 
Lunch and dinner is served from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday and Sunday brunch from 10 to 2. Full menu options, reservations, and private event information are online at finkbine.com. Make it Bumps Restaurant, Barbecue, Burgers, and Beer. The weather's warmer and there's no better time than now to get out and take on adventure with Kettleson RV Hiawatha. Come see the savings. Brand new floor plans and attractive used RVs. You won't believe the big deals. Savings on a Forest River Ozark, 1620BH, only $16,995. Or even bigger discounts on the Grand Design Imagine 2400BH or Solitude 310GK. Before you hit the road to big adventure, make your first stop Kettleson RV in Hiawatha. Just off 380 Boyson Road exit. More traveling families start out from Kettleson RV. All right. The Oxyokin Sunday Brunch is back. Still offering so many choices of fresh entrees, homemade salads, waffles, egg choices, pastries, three tiers of desserts, make your own Bloody Marys, and much more. Serve nine until one. Such a great value. See you this Sunday. Oxyokin, where you'll always leave happy. The Oxyokin. From the Hurtin and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurtin and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making moments. It is going to be sunny and mild right on through the upcoming weekend, although a cool front will sneak through tonight, and that's going to drop our highs into the 70s. Uh, actually, very pleasant for Thursday and Friday. Today, mostly sunny. We'll get to 83 this afternoon. The wind out of the east at 5 to 15, a little gustier by late this afternoon. Tonight, 51. Tomorrow, sunny, 74. On Friday, 77. Saturday, Sunday, sunshine with highs in the low to mid-80s. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Temperature now 73. KCJJ weather brought to you by plum supply plum supply kitchens and baths your home never looks so beautiful hawkfanatic.com it is back it's back we're talking about pizza and your waitress what (laughs) what nothing it's all complimentary what waitress you have a very short memory from your last... Oh. <laughs> I haven't even seen her and I'm attracted. Oh, God. Honestly. Uh, it's ridiculous. In a good way. Yes. Yeah. It, I get yeah, you. it was... I thought you had a chance. I did, too. You were working I, it? Yeah, so she looked, she looked at me and... Laugh. Hey, I've got that table of those two old men. That's probably what she said to her. Hey, Statler and Waldorf were sitting there. <laughs> Are those the two guys in the balcony? Yes. Yeah. What was that from? Puppets. The, okay. I see. I never watched the. I thought it was The Simpsons. I watched it sometimes. Never a big Muppets fan, though. Nor was oh, I. The, the half hour show was a good. We, when Shane was little, we'd watch it. Who was that? Was that Jim Henson? Yeah, it was on for like five seasons. And he's passed, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Was that recent? No. No, 20 okay. years. Oh, it's been yeah. that long? Oh, for... yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize he's been gone that long. Yeah. Good Lord. He didn't get some kind of infection and die. Well, that's sad. Yeah. Is Mr. Is Mr. Rogers still alive? No. I tried to watch some of that thing that... nope. with Tom Hanks. I couldn't get through it. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. 
Have you seen it? it? Yeah, it was okay. I, I, I mean, I, I, I made it through like 10 minutes. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it was okay. I couldn't make it through. Well, you, you I didn't watch the TV shows, so... Nor I, did I. I mean, no I, I maybe did a few times just to laugh at the guy, because he was just all... <laughs> he was nice... Well, you're laughing at the... My neighbor. The, the guy's a nice guy. I know, and that's probably what I was laughing at, you know? <laughs> I liked Mr. Robinson's neighborhood better on Saturday Night Live. He died in 1990. Good God, he's been dead for 33 years. Oh. Died at 53. Jesus, um, so if he was alive, he'd be almost 90. I guess, when did the Muppets come out? In the 70s? Yeah. 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 Let's see. He, well. No, they actually came out in the uh, 50s. The 60s. Muppets did? Yeah, but they were only in... But Jim uh, Henson they didn't were do only, them in the 50s. Did. Yeah. Really? But they were only well, in... I guess if he's almost 90 years old, yeah, he would be. They were only on uh, Washington, D.C. TV. No. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just never, it just never really no. worked for me. I mean, I just never really, but I didn't watch Sesame Street. I didn't watch. Henson uh, appeared with Kermit on the Arsenio Hall show. You know, when Kermit hosted uh, The Tonight Show, that was, somehow they made the set so that Kermit was the same size as, the guess it was true. I remember watching that. Going, <laughs> yeah. See, I just never, I just never watched any of that stuff. I did watch Tales from the Riverbank when I was really young. Prior to, do you remember that? Show? Oh, Suter, you probably. Hammy. Yeah. Uh, wasn't was that, that was on? In, was that on in Eastern Iowa? Yeah. Oh, it was. It was on public. Okay. Okay. I do remember that was the hamsters going. Uh-huh. Up. Yeah. yeah. I used to watch, sit there and watch yeah. that crap. Tales, I watched it. Tales from the Riverbank. He uh, went on Arsenio, said he was tired and had a sore throat. He, he uh, traveled to see his daughter. Then they returned uh, to New York City. He canceled the Muppet recording session. His wife came to visit that night. He was having trouble breathing. He woke up around 2, began coughing up blood. You. He suggested to his wife he might be dying, but he didn't want to take time off to schedule a visit to a hospital. Um, so he never went to see a doctor? Or no, anything? his wife died. made him uh, go to the hospital. Shortly after admission, he stopped breathing. Uh, he had multiple abscesses in his lungs as a result of a previous bacterial infection. Mm, yikes. They placed him on a ventilator, but he deteriorated. That's, and I'm sad. Yeah, the Muppets are supposed to make you happy, and now we're all sad. Yeah, we're going to be sad when this happy baseball player comes on. We're going to bring him down. His closest friend believes the stress of negotiating with Disney led to his death, stating that the Disney deal is probably what killed Jim. So, do you think DeSantis is fighting on behalf of Jim Henson? The memory of Jim Henson. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's depressing. It is depressing. Let's think of Thanks, sober off. Let's think of something happy. Think of something happy. Well, right there's now. a guy in Missouri that was planning to take over the country for six months. Now here's something happy. <laughs> so you think every day he got up and just started going working through details and 20, yeah. well, n- not enough, obviously. No. I think he yeah. underestimated the cement barrier. <laughs> yeah, Is that fair to say? Steel reinforced cement barrier. <laughs> yeah, I think, and the security guards armed <laughs> yeah. around there. Yeah, or the fact that how do you take 
he was going to install himself as the president. I wonder what the th- first thing he would have done in office. What do you, you think? know they're going to put the guy in some psychosis. Oh, yeah, they will. There but he, my guess is he's not going to be free for a long, long time. No, nor should he. Nor no, should he nor be. should he be. Yeah, no, he's got issues. How ridiculous. Yeah, he's got issues. <laughs> you know, I this story, I my brother, when he was incarcerated here, this sounds like it could be a long one. <laughs> it's not very. He and uh, four other people in uh, Oakdale, they had planned a, an escape. And the only reason they didn't get charged for it is because they would have ended up in the kitchen, and it was so ridiculous. <laughs> that They, they felt sorry for him? <laughs> yeah, they didn't charge him. End up in the kitchen. Yeah, they would end up in the kitchen. Yeah, it wasn't much of a that, plan. They weren't well prepared, no. Uh, no, not at all. It was no Shawshank Redemption no. escape. No, that was actually, I believe that was on. That's Green been on. <laughs> that, both of those have been on a yeah. lot lately on my channel log. Yeah. And, of course, Forrest Gump is still on there. It's, and ba- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's making a strong resurgence. And Twister. Twister, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's on again. It was and, gone for about a week. Now it's on all the time again. Any time of the day, it's on one of those HBO or Star Well, they uh, premiered the new Max. Instead of HBO Max, they premiered Max. And the first thing it did was uh, fail. <laughs> it shut down. Nobody could get on it. Really? Yeah. Why are they rebranding? I don't know. How about this tweet? A successful semester, uh, a successful semester for the entire program in the class, including nine four O's. Yeah, go Hawks. Iowa rowing. Nine of their rowers had perfect four O wow. GPAs. Look at that. Well, sit there in the boat and you do read. a lot of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going through to make sure. I mean, so often we Why have... don't you cover the rowing suitor? <laughs> yeah, Iowa versus Indiana is at 2 o'clock tomorrow. So I like the fact that it's another <laughs> afternoon. I love that 10 o'clock game. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I mean, I was done writing my story. I got interviews off the post game. I, I, I had a story up. I mean, the game took a while. I mean, it was a long game. But I had my story up probably 15 minutes after the game ended. Because the nice thing is they, they bring players right there on the Big Ten Network. And I just put set on the Big Ten Network post game um, show. And they interviewed a couple Iowa players. And, but, yeah, I, those games that start at 9.30, 10 o'clock, I mean, those are brutal. brutal. And see, like Tommy reminded me, they've changed the format. They only played three games yesterday instead of four. Because that fourth game was always starting at like 9.30, 10 o'clock. Yeah. And it's just, that's too late. No, it that's is too late. It's just too late for everybody. And it'll be interesting to see what Jack says. I, now you win, you get a day off. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's Because they asked, they asked Braden Frazier in the postgame what um, he was going to do with the day off. Obviously, they're going to practice and you know do their scouting and all that. But he said he might go. He's heard Omaha has a great zoo, which they do. They do. And I'm sure you've been Dorley. there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not a big zoo fan. I get kind of depressed sometimes when I go to zoos. It is, but it, it is a nice zoo. It's a nice zoo, and you can they tell They look like they, they take care of their animals. They do. They do. San Diego Zoo, have you ever yeah. been there? Yes. Wow. They take care of their animals. Yeah. Yes. And I do think some of these animals are... I you know some people will say they they should be yeah they ideally you'd like I don't think they're all miserable some of those animals look no, like they're okay no they take care of them you know we, some we, zoos don't we try no. no but but like Henry Dorley they they really do which one's that 
uh, in Omaha. Omaha. Okay, that's right. Okay, yeah, I've been there two or three times. When my son, when they were engaged, and he was living up there working, we'd uh, drive there, and and he took us to the zoo. And you can tell there's really a lot nice. of investment in those zoos. Mm-hmm. I was blown away yeah, by the some San of the Diego animals zoo. just wouldn't have survived. Sure. If it if it wasn't if, you know yeah that's for true. that. I remember at the San Diego Zoo, I made eye contact with this lion. And it just, it just, it kept staring at me. This is, God, I, that was 35. I remember, and then I kind of moved my head. It would, I wonder if it was like, God, if there wasn't this fence and this moat and this big divider, I would eat you. I wonder, what do you, th- do you, what do you think he was thinking as he was staring? He was thinking, you know, my lunch wasn't enough. I yeah, wanna, I'd like right. to eat that pasty I'm not going to tell my lion story. I'm not gonna is it long? It's not that long. You have a lion story? We lived in Weed Park in Muscatine when we first... Uh, Where lions roam freely. <laughs> well, this lion, it was on a hill. People in Muscatine would know. The zoo was on a hill. It, it, it was the oddest thing, and the lion was so old, the lion would wake us up at 6 o'clock in the morning when it was coughing. And, and Did it smoke? <laughs> no, but it... It was just coughing up a storm, and one day, you know, I was outside. You and told the, to shut up. The lion, the, the the guy that took care of the animals, he said, "Hey, come here. You want to? You ever pet a lion?" I said, "No." No, oh, come here. This lion doesn't have any teeth or anything. It's, it's the tamest lion you'll ever pet, and it was. It just it didn't. Well, it was probably I mean, old and so probably you, near you the end. You petted the lion. I pet the lion. Why did it have any teeth? Huh? It was way old. Okay. I mean, it was very old. Probably better off that it wasn't out in the wild. It probably oh would. no, it would have been dead by. Oh yeah, yeah it wouldn't survive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, I haven't. I have not been. That to was a story I have not heard before. Yeah. Oh. What's up with that? You think well, I wanted to see the lion the next day again, and they said you think the you'll lion hear it again? is busy. <laughs> you think you'll hear it again? <laughs> probably. Now I keep thinking of that. See, the lion is busy. What about the tokens? That's the lion sleeps tonight. Now, the, did you like that song? When I was a child, yeah. Did you like it sooner? The Lion Sleeps Tonight? <laughs> when I was a kid, yeah. Wasn't Robert John the singer? Yes. And then he did that. Didn't he do Sad Eyes? Yeah. <laughs> you like Sad Eyes. You know you did. You Seriously? It. The same guy? Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't know that. More useless yeah. information that there I know. There was somebody else on the, uh, the tokens, too, that did some stuff, and you go, wow. Do you remember Sad Eyes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Lion Sleeps Tonight. I didn't mind that song. No, it was... Uh, was that early 60s? Novelty six, song. Mid-60s? Yeah. Early. 61. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, wasn't was even, I wasn't even alive with that. Pre-English invasion. It was a very... Where's, I felt a bleak period of... Oh. Uh, what, the early 60s until yeah. the Beatles came? Yeah. Remember uh, Timey Ta- Kangaroo Down Yes, I do. By Rolf Harris. Timey Kangaroo Down You know, down now that you say sport. it... Timey I don't think of much music between 58, 59, 60, 61. You don't think? Just I think so. Just Buddy Jack? Holly. Hello. Hello. Is this yep. Jack? Yes, it is. Hey, Jack. Hey, you got Morning. Pat Hardy here with on KCJJ Radio with Tom Suter and Captain Steve. We appreciate you coming on right during the middle of the Big Ten Tournament. I know that's a little unusual, but new setup this year. You guys win your first game, you get a day off. How much do you guys appreciate yeah, really having a nice. day off? Yeah. Th- well, thank you for having me on. Thank you, you bet. Very much. 
What's it like, yeah. though, to have a day off in a tournament? Oh, it feels good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we we all had to get up at around like 6.30 yesterday and get to the early game. So having today to just rest and relax, sleep in, just fuel up and get ready, it's it's really nice to have a day off. Definitely for like Cade Moss, our catcher, sure. a guy like him, help his legs out and the bullpen, like, Arms rested. It's it's really good. Braden Frazier was saying on the post game show yesterday that he may go check out the Omaha Zoo. Is that anyone planning to do that? And just so you know, it's a it's really good very zoo. Cool. I would highly recommend it. I I this is my first time in Omaha, and that was one of the things people said you had to do. Yeah, so yep. it's yep. impressive. We, we might have to do that. And I looked at some pictures, and it looks really really cool. No, it's really yeah. impressive. They take great care of the animals. They've invested a lot in that zoo, and it's one of the nicer zoos around. But, okay, let's get to this baseball game yesterday. It was um, – you came in in a very critical situation, obviously. So did you know going into the fifth inning that if Marcus – if guys got on, you were, you were going to be – because they had – you and Simpson were both up, right? How – when did you know for sure you were going to go in? Well, Coach Heller talked to me before the game, and – he he told me that um, whatever situation it was, they were likely going to go to me, and they they told Jared that they were ninety percent going to go to me, okay. and that Jared there was a slight chance if there maybe there was like a matchup or something, Jared would go in. But so I I kind of knew, and so I was I was I was prepared going going into the the fourth. I threw a little bit, mm-hmm. and Marcus got out of the jam, and then. The fifth came around, and I kind of was I was prepared mentally to like be ready to go if something went down, and so yeah, they they had me ready to go and prepared to go in there. No, it was I mean it was the pivotal turning point of the game. You walk the first guy you face, bases loaded, no outs. What are you saying to yourself on the mound? Well, I, I was trying to tell myself the like. Slow it down a little bit. Slow the slow the heart rate down. I mean, it was when you go in there in a situation like that, and you know, big crowd. It's just a lot of tense in a big game. You know, it's like your heart rate gets up, and and I went in there, and I, I thought the first batter I did like it was I didn't pitch bad. Like I he worked the count, went late in count three two, he walked him. And I was okay with that. Like I felt more comfortable out of the windup and sure. stretch in that, that moment. Sense. So it was, it worked out. And I just had to tell myself to just like take slow breaths and just go one pitch at a time. Not worry about what just happened. So you, of course, train yourself to, and you know you're going to be in situations like that. Yeah. As a pitcher, I would think that would be the most nerve-wracking thing imaginable. But you just you went in, and boy, did you get it done! It's amazing. Oh yeah, it's it's um definitely a nerve-wracking spot. But we we do a good job. Um, we have a mental skills coach mm-hmm. named Aubrey, and it's stuff we we meet with her once a week since since all the way back in the fall, like as a team and that we work on breathing techniques and all types of routines and stuff that just help you with nerves and helps you with all types of things to just be able to be in the moment 
help in big moments like that. So you were able to call on on the things that she taught taught you to help you get through your your first jitters yesterday. Uh, uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. I, I think, I mean, I have like a little routine I do, and it helps me like control my breath, and I just it, it just helps you have confidence and be able to not not let your mind and body speed up to where you're just out of control and there's you're just the nerves take over you can kind of control it a little bit so definitely helps so when you struck out that third batter to get out of that i could see your reaction i could see Cade moss's re- it, and it, i don't think it's a coincidence that you guys turned around and scored six runs it just seemed like that just there was relief and then yeah let's get this done and then to see those guys come out and score six runs like that in the bottom of the frame, that had, I mean, how excited were you about that? Did you, you had to feel good about your guys' chances then. Oh, yeah. I felt, I felt we, we all felt really good after that inning. And, I mean, our hitters have been doing it all year. I mean, I mean early on in the game, they were, they were hitting hard line drives. Like, mm-hmm. they were all over them. And it just felt like it had to happen. It was going to break loose soon. And our, our guys, the hitters have been just – really good lately i mean and then it was all with two outs they've been they just don't give up they don't let anything affect them and it really helped really helped us in the long run and gave us a good cushion as a bullpen i know you've done a lot of starting i've done some research on you 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 started games last year in in junior college and how big of an adjustment has this been for you to become a middle relief guy i mean how big of a different mindset is it being going from being a starter to this type of role, is it that big of a change mindset-wise? I, I would say it is. Uh, it it's it's different because you don't have like the weekly long routine mm-hmm. as a starter. So a starter, like you know which day you're going to throw. You can plan out your week, plan out your throwing, and everything. As a reliever, you kind of just every game you have the same routine. You do your pregame routine, pregame throwing, same thing, and you get ready to go for that game, and you never know whose name is going to be called. And but it's it's uh, I like I like it. It's a, it's um it's it's all you're like you're always locked in the game. You're always ready to go every single game. So I like it's it's definitely different, but I've I've I like it. And you, I mean, you handle the role well, and a big part of it is being able to throw strikes. Because lots of times when you guys come in, I mean, you come in during crucial times and what have you. But looking at your profile, I know you grew up in Georgia. You 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 were at Eastern Kentucky your fre- your redshirt freshman year. Then you went to junior college in Kansas. How did you end up being a Hawkeye? When did that start to develop? Well, I yeah, so I redshirted my fre- freshman year at East Kentucky, and then I w- went to Hutchinson Community College and played one year there and then um then that's i still was uncommitted and then as a that summer after the season i wasn't going back to my junior college and um my coach my junior college coach was helping me out with schools and stuff and i was kind of under recruited i really was i didn't have any i didn't have any power five schools talking to me or anything a lot of mid-majors and i wasn't committed still and it was like mid-july and marty um obviously dylan nedved 
last year's team. Mm-hmm. He was he played at Hutchinson my at my junior college. So mm-hmm. Marty knew my coach really well and set up a connection. And then Robin Lund um, watched a video on me, and it kind of just worked out. And then it was just it was on from there. It didn't once I offered, it was like it was there wasn't a it wasn't a question. And so often that's how recruiting stuff works, relationships, knowing somebody. But then you, you, you commit and sign with Iowa, but then Robin Lund goes to take a job with the Detroit Lions, which you can completely understand that. You had to adjust to a new pitching coach. But Rick Heller was saying the other day, it's been amazing how well you guys have adjusted to Sean McGrath. And just talk about that, talk about that adjustment. Because, I mean, you could argue that you guys are the best staff. Other than allowing walks, you guys dominate the Big Ten st- stats-wise, and I'm sure you're aware of that. And talk about how Sean yeah. McGrath has helped you guys get to this point. Oh, he's been a he's been a real big help. I mean, it was it was kind of like um, we had a little bit of period there where we had them both, and it was like you kind of just they're like two big, like smart, like both know the game so well and. Like Sean came from the Mariners, and he 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 takes a lot of what they do there. And like, what the best part was, what Robin was doing, Sean does the same thing. Like he just picked up, and he, he's been really helpful for a lot of guys. Like I know he 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 has helped me with like pitch shape and um, with my changeup and stuff, and and fastball velocity, trying to get it up and. He's been. He's just. He's a really, really. He's really good at pitch calling too. And I just, I just think him and Robin, if they were, if they were both here at the same time, it actually. I think the pitching staff would probably break all the records. But <laughs> he, he has, he has really helped all of us. So do you really guys, you, you fellow pitchers, do you guys kind of feed off each other, like com- healthy competition? Like you know, I got to live up to my part of this because so many guys around you are doing well. How does that work? I'm sure you guys kind of. Friendly competition. Each guy just has to pull their part. Oh yeah, our our staff is really close and kind of like um, in our pregame hacky sack games, they get really competitive. And <laughs> if you ever watch one of those, they'll they're very competitive. And it's the same on the mound. They but it's like it's a team, and we always pick each other up. And I mean. Every every guy on the staff after yesterday was like the first guys to high five me, first guys to just be proud of me, and that I would do the same for any of them. Like well, we I, all deserve it, and they they always we always pick each other up. Well, one thing a lot of the Iowa players talk about when you cover the team throughout the course of the season is the culture under Rick Hiller. I mean, a lot of guys mention that that Rick mentions it a lot. You know, there's a process; you make every day count. How long did it take you once you got into the program to realize, yeah, man, this culture is really strong. I can see why they've had so much success. And and what is it about this culture of Iowa baseball? I mean, you guys have lost some key players this year. There's been off-the-field stuff that you've had to deal with, and yet you guys are still winning. I mean, it just says a lot about the team and the culture. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Coach Heller, he always hits it on the head with just like, the hitters doing their one ninth and the pitchers going one pitch at a time. Like it's always, it's always that current moment. You can't look ahead. You can't look in the past what's happened. And I think that just helped build the culture of like as a team and um, our captains do a great job of building the culture and like 
everyone, everyone, and and it's the reason why. Yeah, when I showed up, I just I knew it was that this this is not this is not a bad culture team. It's not going to be fun and games. Like it's you come in, get your work done. We're we're trying to get better every day because we want we want to be somewhere great, and that's I could see it from day one. So when you started to look at Iowa and that looked like that's where you were going to go. Can I assume, did you reach out to Keaton, and ask, he's from Georgia, and ask him, hey, I mean, your thoughts as a kid from Georgia, it, it, obviously you're having success here. Did that matter at all in your thinking coming to Iowa? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, me and Keaton are the same age, so I, I played against him in high school. Okay. So I, I knew who he was. I, I had his contacts and stuff, and – yeah, I, I I texted him and he I mean he had nothing bad to say. He loves it here and I yeah, it it was uh it was a good just like for him to tell me like how much he liked it here and the coaches and it was just like a just secured it for me. So when you uh uh faced Keaton in high school, who got the better of who? Um he it was funny. I, I faced him, I think, one time and twice. I think I walked him once, and then the second time he hit a ball to right, and I thought it was a home run, and it was caught on the warning track. So I guess I did, but it wasn't Close. that. It wasn't, Just a long out. It wasn't pretty. I remember Keaton telling me last year when I was interviewing him once, he wants to spread the word down in Georgia that Iowa is a place – to come and play, it's an option that not everyone wants to can stay down south or wants to stay down south. And I'm sure Georgia high school baseball is pretty strong, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's it's a it's a pretty powerhouse. I mean, it's probably one of the top states. But I, I agree. I think, I mean, I, I train at a place that has many, many guys, and I, I would, if any of them, if I if I thought they they were legit guys and any of them i would definitely be like you gotta look in to iowa it might be far but trust me you you'll you won't as a i don't know as a hitter because i don't do hitting stuff but mm-hmm. as a pitcher i and a hitter honestly i know you won't get anything better than what we do here with all the like with the manager's helps and all all the analytical stuff mm-hmm. and the biomechanical stuff and just all the data we use and different tools and stuff like that has really helped me like develop develop a main pitch and develop like pitchability and all all types of things and a lot of guys like velo and all all that and I know the hitters like their main thing is chase ch- not chasing and it, like they do all types of eye, eye work and stuff, like seeing stuff, and you don't you don't get that anywhere else in the country. So when you're throwing, I mean, I watched you yesterday. I mean, you got a lot of movement on your ball. I mean, it's just it goes all over the place, which is what you want as a pitcher. So when you're in warmups, do you know? Yep, this is a good day. I, I feel it just feels it. Or do sometimes do you have to get out there in the actual competition before you know? I, I would say so. Yes, someday. Some days I really know it's going to be a good day. Um, I know I, I usually always have the movement. I, I just get a focal point really and try to use that to help. But yeah, some days, some days it could be more than others. But yeah, I do, I do throw a lot of movement. 
and you need that. I mean, I know you'll, everyone loves the 9,500-mile-per-hour fastball, but even at this level, Jack, you know if you don't have movement and ball, they're going to hit that. I mean, movement, is, yeah. is, is that something you've always had, or is that something you've just developed over time, the movement on the ball? Well, I, I always, uh, coming in, I had like a big curve ball. Yes. And um, I had a big curve ball and, a, and obviously my fastball and my changeup. And they kind of, this fall, they kind of scratched the curveball and they helped me develop like a sweeping slider. Mm-hmm. And that has been my bread and butter. I mean, I threw it 31 times yesterday. <laughs> you could, it, yeah, it, it was it's working. something they developed with me. And it, I've kind of, I've just always had like, I haven't always been the guy that throws the hardest, but I, I have been a guy that's been able to like command pitches well. So I just, I can, I just command it well, and then my changeup has kind of developed into a better changeup than it was, and it just, just, and that's what me and Sean kind of worked on, have worked on a little bit, and yeah, so, and that's what I was saying. Like it, it coming here is what made my pitches better. Like sure, they in pitch design bullpens, like they they're the one working with Sean and Robin. That they're the one that developed the pitches I have now. I mean, it's very impressive. I think middle relief is so important at every level of baseball, of course, but especially in college. I mean, it seems like the teams that end up being really good have really good middle relief. The guys to get you from innings four through seven and eight, and you are perfect for Iowa in that regard. And before we wrap up, and I really appreciate your time, um, Indiana, I mean, you've played a series with them. What? Just talk about what it's going to take to beat the Hoosiers tomorrow at two. I think it's going to take everybody. I mean, I think, I think if we all be who who we are capable of being, and just don't try to do too much, don't mm-hmm. don't try to do too little, and just be who we are. I think we're going to be. I think we'll be just fine. We're. Um, they got a good guy on the mound. I remember. I uh, can't remember his name, but I I do remember he's big, righty, and he he pitched very well versus us. He's really good, and he's going to be tough. But I know. As 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 we saw yesterday, they had a good guy going. Yeah. Marty always has Marty always has a good plan for the hitters, and I think we're gonna we're gonna be in a good spot. And the bullpen's well rested, and I, I think we're in a good spot. I think I think too. Everyone just does their does their part. We'll be we'll be fine. No, it's been a lot of fun. Forty and twelve. And we got one last question for you. It's not baseball related. And remember, we're a radio station where we play music, so we do this with all the Iowa student athletes we have on. So, Tom, take it away. Okay. So, Jack, uh, Gary Barta picks up the phone, says, "Yeah, Jack, I need. We need to get some money in here, and we need you to find a band or a singer or an act to fill up Kinnick Stadium." Who is Jack gonna get to fill up Kinnick? Philip Kinnick. Yes. Zach Bryan. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've had that. I, I think we've we, had that's the second person you know, who said that. Yeah. Keaton Anthony may have said Zach Brown. You know he might have. I think he may have when we had him on last year. Well, good answer, I Jack, think, and I we think appreciate Zach you. Bryan with Philip Kinnick. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Go. All right. And good um, answer. We appreciate you coming on. Great performance yesterday, man. That took a lot of guts to get through that. And good luck tomorrow. We look forward to watching you guys win it, Let's hopefully. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right, you All bet. All right, good luck, Jack. I pretty. I think Keaton Brown – I think Keaton Anthony I, did I think Jack you're right. Brown. 
I think you're right. Yeah, I'm not really. Is he? Is he country? Yeah, he's sort of like rock country. Yeah, country is basically rock. Country, it it is. You know? Yeah, but there's different. You know what I yeah. mean? There's yeah. different levels of country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it's still it's, you know. But the popular stuff is like a a rock country. It's still pickup trucks and dogs and uh, so is, is Zach Brown more Garth Brooks or more Randy Travis? I know uh, I'm going Garth with. Brooks. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. So we were talking about the tokens. Uh, their second offering uh, was uh, was a, well. They wanted to release a single called "Animal." Uh, it was the lead single for the album entitled "Intercourse." <laughs> this band that did this basically children's song. Wow. Warner uh, Brothers rejected the album because of its sexual overtones. God, you imagine that in today's age? <laughs> and basically, they went on uh, then to uh, uh, manage uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn. Oh. Uh, and you like that tie, uh, yellow ribbon? No, sir. They recorded the songs for Schoolhouse Rock. What else did Tony Orlando and Don do? Famous. Uh, knock three times. Knock yeah. three times. Oh my God! God. Okay, <laughs> we all agree that's to Hunter. You don't like him, do you? Hunter doesn't no, like him either. No, somebody did. Roberts. So how big is Zach Brown? Because we've, I think we've had two or three. It's pretty. Could be pretty Would it big. Phil Kinnick? Uh, no, no. I think Garth Brooks would. Oh, Garth Brooks. So what would, would Zach Brown? Phil get? Kinnick uh, three times. What would over. Zach Brown get at Kinnick? Thirty, forty? Uh, about forty. Thirty, okay. forty. Yeah. That's still a lot of people. Oh yeah, and I've never, not, I've, I've heard of him, but I've never it's heard of him. Not Phil Kinnick. Okay. Um, Garth Brooks with Phil Kinnick. Would Three Randy Travis over. Phil Kinnick these days? No, no. He would no. not. I'm trying to think of any other country music people I know. I mean, Marty Robbins is dead, and I ran out of. How about Toby Keith? Would he Phil Kinnick? Uh, he would Phil Kinnick with protesters. <laughs> Why? What's your? He's. Oh, see, he he's right. Is, oh, yeah, he's way, way right. He's way unhinged. Right. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, how about Morgan Wallen? Never heard of him. Um, yeah, we'd have plenty of uh, you know white supremacists in here. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. But no, I, that was fun talking to Jack. I think he appreciated. Oh, being I know. I mean, good. middle relief pitchers in college don't get a lot of attention, but they don't no. win that game without him yesterday. Not at all. And they are. They are forty and twelve. They are in the midst of a really good season. It's going to be fun seeing yeah. where this thing goes. I mean, if he had fallen apart and given up six, six runs, yeah, game over. Yeah, the only thing I meant to ask him, and I wanted to ask him how much he knows about an umpire when he goes in. I thought that umpire, I, I, mean, I mean, Marcus was struggling, clearly, and he was frustrated, but I thought there were a couple. I thought Marcus's best pitch yesterday was this slider that broke late, and I thought it caught the outside corner. And he called it a ball. You could tell it really bugged Marcus because I think it would have been the third strike. It was a great pitch. And I thought it was a strike. And I think – so Marcus, I think, thought he was being squeezed a little bit. And then I think he got frustrated. And then he – but Marcus was also noticeably wild at times too. He just didn't have his best stuff. Sometimes that's going to be the case. Now, Jack was in when uh, the, the kid hit a, a home run, wasn't he? Yeah, he had gotten them out of the inning. And then they went – Jack was Jack was still in, yes. But he had pitched – rescued them yes, from yes. a possible big inning for Michigan 
the frame before, and then that's when Iowa came back with Ho- Honar's two-run single and then Fr- well, um, Frazier's grand slam. It was interesting, too, because uh, the guy thought he had gotten a walk, and it was, a, I think, a three-and-one count, and the umpire called a strike. He was halfway to first base, yeah. came back, and then hit a home run. I saw a lot of that yesterday in Iowa's game, too, but then the game, second game I watched a little bit of that. A lot of these college kids assume they're getting a walk and they start heading up the base path and the umps will... I don't think umpires like that. But I did think this home plate umpire was a little inconsistent. I had trouble reading his zone. The other thing that I found really interesting is the pitch that the guy hit out. It was spinning so wildly. I think it was a slider. But it it, it was, but I just thought it was flat, though. Yeah, it was. I just didn't think it was like... I mean. Jack was talking about his curveball and his changeup. I mean, his ball dropped so quickly, so abruptly. I just thought that O'Halloran, a lot of the pitches he was throwing, yeah, he was throwing a lot of sliders, a lot of off-speed spots. But even stuff like that's not going to work if it's flat. I just thought, yeah. I just didn't think he had a really lot of sharp, crisp break on his ball yesterday. And the Iowa batters made Took him advantage. pay. Yeah, they I did. mean, Iowa's got a lot of good hitters. With or with, especially if they can get Keaton Anthony back. But even without him, I mean, Braden Frazier's had to play a much bigger role. Sam Honar has had to play a bigger role, and they've delivered big time. Boy, I mean, Rick's they. just got a lot of really good, capable players on this roster. It's a good team. That's it's fun to, fun to watch. Yeah, no, it's a good team. This could be one of Rick's better teams, and I think they're. I think. They're in the tournament now, but I mean, they want to win the Big Ten tournament. I mean, they, I mean, Rick's one of those guys, and um, Jack said it perfectly. Rick's just like Kirk Ferentz and Fran; they just, they just live in the moment. That's all they, that's all they care about. And you know, there's been times where we've had Fran on, or during the course of a season where the Iowa men will just have a disastrous game, and people, oh God, um, they're heading in the wrong direction. Yet Fran just stays the same, never changes. And things usually do work out. I mean, they usually do. I mean, they've had one losing season under Fran in almost a decade now. I mean, they're pretty mm-hmm. much always going to have a winning season. Same with Kirk. I mean, I, I, we're to the point now where it's surprising if Iowa basketball or football would have a losing season. It mm-hmm. would be a big surprise. Big surprise. Uh, that's yep. where we are. And I think we're that way with baseball now, too. I'm, obviously, we're there with women's basketball. I think you could say you're there with almost most of the programs right now. No, but especially I, I the big, agree. especially the big four sports, big four or five sports. So, I would agree. Agree. There you go. Continuing to break it down. It's amazing. It is amazing. Are you still looking up stuff on the tokens? Are you going to play um, the Lion Sleeps tonight when we're done? <laughs> no. Do you have that back there? Uh, probably. I bet you got oh, it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should play it. I don't think. How so. about I ran by the flock of seagulls? <laughs> Yes, we have that. We got that, sure. I didn't like I can play that right now. I know you could. You're equipped, <laughs> ready to go. How about Der Commissar? Got Don't that. turn around. Uh-oh. God, I hated that song. Did you like it? No. Yeah, okay, bad. between that and it's Come on Eileen, which song. one? Come I like on Come on Eileen. I like Come on Eileen. Well, that was Dexy, right? Yeah, Dexy. Dexy's Midnight So Runs. you're taking Come on Eileen over Der Big Commissar? Time. Yep. All right. God, they're just they're just harmless. Is that yeah, what you're saying? They're harmless songs. All right. Today, uh, Bob about, Dylan is 82. And thinking and of running for president. He's, <laughs> he's going to wait, though, until he he's turns 86. Yeah. When he's, is he's, that why you played Like a Rolling Stone today? Yeah. I enjoyed hearing that. Yeah. He, How about Tangled Up in Blue to end this show today? Tangled Up in Blue. It's eight minutes. You can go back in the bathroom could, and do I whatever could. you do back there. Oh, yes. What am I doing back there? <laughs> I don't know. What the hell? <laughs> but you can, Tangled Up in Blue is a long song. It can give you some freedom. And I love it. It's my favorite Dylan song. I can play that. Isn't Tangled Up in Blue about seven, eight minutes long? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
don't know. Not is a big that, Dylan fan. So I'm not either, but that is my favorite Bob Dylan song. That and probably Lay, Lady, Lay. I like that. Wasn't that the so. first time he did Electric? Uh, wasn't that what that song was known for? The first well, wasn't that his Nashville Skyline album? So it was kind of a, a country-flavored uh, He first album. did Electric with... Uh, was it I thought it was Lay, Lady, Lay. No, no, no. No. He was... Okay, uh, subterranean homesick blues. Okay, yeah. okay. Right, yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, I, I admire his greatness. You cannot. Oh, for sure. But a lot of his music just puts me to sleep. I love him. No, I. I and a lot of it sounds alike too. I uh, agree with that too. Do you like doing your Bob Dylan impersonation? I. Of you course. seem to enjoy it. I do. Yeah. Do you like doing that more or McCartney? Uh, it's more of a. I have more of a Scouse, a George Harrison, than McCartney. Okay, okay. So, do you ever do George Harrison talking to um, Bob Dylan? That'll give us something to look forward to in the future. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. What about uh, Tony Orlando? I don't remember what he talked like. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. Uh... He is. You know, honest to God, he doesn't even sound. Is he still alive? He is alive, and he does a show in New York on WABC on Saturday nights. After Cousin Brucey. Is Don still with him? Uh, and, no. And he still does Vegas shows. Yeah, but his voice is, is different. It's just different. So does someone like Tony Orlando pack the places in Vegas? Oh, I think oh, uh, he yeah. does pretty well, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's just mind-boggling. Well, I know. This is, I never... I and not only are they going there, they're paying hate, to go there. I hate songs like, you know, crap like that. But they're paying to see him. Oh, a lot. Yes. Schmaltzy. I, I hate that. Yeah, no, I've never been a big fan of his. But I'm no. trying to think of anything. Um, people ask me about the gambling. It's just, just keep waiting. I mean. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's figure this out here. I mean, Keith and Anthony's getting screwed here. Well, I, I agree with you, but I want to wait and see what else happens. Uh-huh. I mean, and there's, remember, there's 22 other student athletes from Iowa outside of these four baseball players that are part of this investigation, the 15 Iowa State students. They better all be treated the same way as far as missing events or you're going to have lawsuits, aren't you? Well, you might. If you're a parent. But then what do we do? Whatever game, the amount of games that the four baseball players miss, do you take that percentage of games and have that be the same for football or all these other I, I would imagine that's what they would do. That would be the only fair way to do this yes. wouldn't it be because i mean a team that plays 60 games versus a team that plays 12 you can't it, it, you, it's i mean if fair. they were going to do the, anthony's already missed 11 yeah so my guess is it's going to be percentage so he's missed almost a quarter a full, of the season and a full football season almost so yeah and and so the other guys now they don't play as much as he does but they're still so yeah i uh, um Rick said he thought they could hear something Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, but then he was quick to say, but, you know, he doesn't know. Mm-mm. You could tell that he's kind of uncertain like the rest of us. There's just so much secrecy behind this thing. I still think something's going to come out this week. That's my guess. I, I hope so. And how do you think it's going to come out? Do you think it's going to be Iowa releasing it, the NCAA releasing it? I don't see this as being a story that anyone's going to really be able to break. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to use unnamed sources, I wouldn't think. I mean, I wouldn't be comfortable doing something like that unless Iowa or the NCA was my unnamed source, and they would never be your unnamed source. 
You know, so it's going to be interesting to see. Do you think it's going to come out this week, or do you think it's going to keep going? I, I hope it comes out this week, I, but I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't because, either. I'm just guessing. Because I don't know what the infractions are. So, I mean, if, we don't. If it's bad enough, uh, as far as they judge it, if it's bad enough, uh, it'll come out uh, Friday. At, at 5 o'clock? 5 o'clock, yeah, because it's Memorial Day weekend, and. So do you think there's anything that can be read into the fact that they're letting the four baseball players practice with the team? I mean, and the fact that they have said there was no point shaving and the fact that they have said there was no suspicious wagering that would make you think that the teams that they were part of were directly involved. I mean, there is a lot of signs to show that it's not the worst case scenario. Wouldn't we agree on that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's obvious. Another thing that I saw that Brad Heinrich said was – as far as the football team goes, he said, I'm not going to get specific, but... Nobody underage. He said, as far as impact on the football team, he said, I would consider it three out of ten. Uh, so whatever, should, how I'll you would consider read. it a three as far as on a scale of ten. Yes. Well, obviously, the only thing legal-wise at this stage would be if somebody bet underage. I think that's all that's really left since they've already come out and said there was no point shaving. Yep. Or anything like that. I don't know what other legal stuff could be. There could be. So, and I'm not saying I condone underage gambling. That's not a good thing either. No, and of course not. So, but no, it'll be interesting. But no, I'm I, I'm starting to feel for these baseball players, man. They've well, especially with the Big Ten tournament going on. You know, just that is... and Keaton Anthony's got. He's gonna wants to play pro ball. And I know that's what Rick said, that being able to practice has made it to where he can keep staying in rhythm and stuff because he's got – I mean, this is a big summer for him. I mean, yeah. he's going to enter the draft, and hopefully this won't affect his draft status. I hope not. He's shown that he can hit the ball, man. He's a great hitter. And so, yeah, no, I feel bad for I, – I feel bad for these guys, but then again, I also understand that rules are rules, but there's just so much uncertainty right now. We don't really know how to comment on this. I mean – Remember the guy who got mad because we were speculating? Yeah. And search warrants and all the <laughs> search warrants. What about the tech guy? <laughs> that, isn't that, were they the same guy? I don't, I don't know. No, oh, the tech guy is the one who calls in to argue yeah, about this. I don't like either one of them. Well, you said the one guy, you told him you hated him. Well, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> but you dislike the tech guy, but you hate the speculation guy. You no, know, I hate both of them. Oh, you hate both of them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hate's a strong word. I know. Friend. I saw you. I saw you grilling Menu Boy the other day when I was driving in the car. I turned you guys on, and he, uh, it was um, like hearing Trump testify. You kept asking him to address the he's, robbery thing, and he, he just, just kept avoiding it. He just lies. He just kept avoiding. But you were pressing him. Well, he lies. <laughs> I mean, he just he lies. Well, he wasn't convicted. Yes, he was. He pled. Yeah, he. Had a plea he bargain. pled down, right? Yeah. To a lesser charge. Yes. And you only do that if you're guilty, don't you? Yes. And, or if and you you're think caught that you... holding the camera by the broken glass. That's a Annie Lennox song, isn't it? Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> holding the camera, camera by the broken, broken glass. glass. So that is true. That's all what you're saying there? That's all true? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, and I had some uh, woman uh, yesterday wanted the story down about her. Uh, because none of it was right that she went, you know, after her roommate. It's amazing how often the... her roommate that she was going to stab her in the face because the roommate brought a guy over. Or Isn't something. it amazing how they, often the Iowa City police yeah. make these false arrests? Oh yeah, yeah. They, they just seem to be arresting the wrong. And I say this tongue in cheek. I have a clean record, and I go to the Iowa courts. 
And she didn't even show up, so they found her guilty. She didn't even show up in court. <laughs> so, Jesus. So she called to have the story taken down? She wrote. Wrote the email. Oh, well, you guys get that a lot. Yeah, not coming down. But, yeah, tomorrow's game's at 2, televised by the Big Ten Network. It's fun having Dane and Hughes doing the games, too. Um, former Hawkeye Dane and Hughes. Yeah, but my favorite this week was this guy that is like some kind of groupie with me. And uh, big shot, he thinks. And he recommended this this guy. He said, this guy has outgrown his problems in the past. And uh, he's a better man now. And you should interview him and maybe give him a job. And I check on the guy. And he he was in prison. Uh, he's assaulted. Well, he was in jail. Currently, he was in Lynn County on Friday. And then uh, when he got out of Lynn County, uh, he got arrested Saturday in uh, Johnson County. And it says he has multiple warrants in multiple counties. And then this guy. Well, if he worked for you, they'd know where to find him. You know the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This guy's saying, yeah, why don't you hire him? <laughs> well, they like the cops should know where to find him. Yeah. He's not here and arrest him when he's on the air. He wanted you to hire him as a radio guy? Yeah. Like guy to talk on the radio? Yeah. You could have him read the police report. Hey, there I am. Yeah, hey. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I believe in yeah. second chances, but that's your call. All right, anything else? Second chances. This would have been the guy's twenty first. No, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, no. I mean, second chances are one thing. Yeah. You know, but but again, thanks to Sam Basler for organizing that interview. I just was thinking last night. I'm like, you know, they have a day off. Maybe we could get. Normally, you would never interview a. During the tournament, no, huh. but since they do have a depth, and it does sound like the, some of those guys are going to hit the zoo. It does. And well, that's, I hope they do. And I think they would. I would highly recommend it yeah, if you haven't a, been there. It is. It's a great. That's thing. the last zoo I was at. Yeah, it is. And I was just blown solid. away by it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the part of the San Diego attraction is the fact that you're in San Diego. Well, yeah. And they got the palm trees and whatever. It's a different thing. But the Omaha Zoo, man, it's. It is. Great. It, it is first rate all the way. Yeah. So are we done? I think we are. It's almost ten forty. Don't, right. you, don't you have police I, reports now? Then hey, lag. This morning's not over. Got this show, police reports coming up. This yes. show continues to evolve. <laughs> yeah, evolve. This show's just. Tommy's ready to go, man. He's fired up. His dad will start calling again. If you want to see a real zoo, go to Southern <laughs> Justin's uh, Facebook page. <laughs> Who? Southern Justin's Facebook. Why does page. he put up the pictures of his ex-girlfriend? I don't know. I swallowed down the wrong pipe. I don't know. I don't want to see that. No, you really don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> What's up? Have you ever seen Emeril Agassi? Well, yeah, I'm the one who... Yeah, exactly. She's back? I don't know. Okay. Uh, breaking news here. Former Hawkeye Tanaya Davis joins the University of Iowa women's basketball staff oh, wow. as director of player development. Taking over for Catherine Reynolds, who... Just took over as the commissioner of a softball league. Uh, so Davis was an assistant coach for Omaha women's basketball from 21 to 23. During her time with the Mavericks, the program won 22 games in advance to the Summit League Championship in 2022-23. Davis had a two-year stint as a women's basketball grad assistant at Clemson, and while with the Tigers, she oversaw the team managers while assisting with individual workout plans, recruit visits, and film breakdowns. So... Former point guard from Michigan. I believe she was from Michigan. 
And I'm going to tweet that out. But good for her. I mean, that's a she was fun to interview. I remember her. She was fun, fun player too. And she, uh, let's see, in 2017, 2018, she had 12 starts, recorded double figures in seven of those games. As a junior, Davis averaged 9.7 points, 5.2 assists, 3.2 rebounds per game, and she shot over 41% from three-point range, finishing the season with 21 triples. Yep, I just, they tweeted it 10 minutes ago. So, no, that's cool. Yeah, Catherine Reynolds is now the... Northwoods League Softball is excited to announce that Catherine Reynolds has been named as the league's first president slash commissioner. That's interesting. That's, great. That's interesting. And Tania Davis was a 2019 graduate at the University of Iowa and received her bachelor's degree in health and human psychology. She's also a recent graduate of Clemson where she finished her master's in athletic leadership. So Good for her. Good congratulations to, to Tania Davis joining the women's staff. Good to have her Iowa. back. Good addition again. So, yeah. yeah, and now I will post that when I get home. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, uh, hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It's free. 